0: This is Make It M I P. With
2: Massimella Mark Mar- Thompson. Make It Get Woke. Ladies and gentlemen, pleasure to have with us today
3: Miss Elijah
2: Shamal. She is representing the family of Dana Mitchell Young, who was killed by the LA Sheriff's Department last year, just another case of police violence in America. We always want to hear from families, get their points of view, get their perspectives on these matters as we continue to seek justice. And there have been several activities in that vein in pursuit of justice, not only for Dana, but also for Christopher Bailey and others who have been victims, even by this same sheriff's deputy. We're going to hear about it from our sister Khadijah Shabazz. Assalamu alaikum, dear Queen Sister. Wa alaikum, salam. Good morning. Good morning. It's an honor to have you with us. And first of all, Dana Mitchell Young Jr., who is also known as Malik, is related to you. Explain us the relationship. This is your
3: granddaughter's family or. Malik was once married to my oldest daughter. When yes. they married young, he is the father to my, some of my grandchildren. And over the years, him and, he and I went from being mother-in-law and son, uh, and son-in-law to mother and son.
2: Amen. So he Amen.
3: I love my adopted son.
2: That, that's the beautiful thing about the Black family, the way that can happen. Amen. That's all right. Um, tell us what happened to malik
3: we're really not sure of what happened to malik because we can't get any answers from the sheriff's department concerning that only thing we have is their narrative and of course there were no cameras rolling from what we understand he was being pursued somewhere south central and he crashed his car into an an alley Of a school where this alley is like a cul-de-sac, and in that cul-de-sac, he was killed by the sheriff's department, Kevin Walker. And how he was killed, uh, through their narrative, not ours, was that they mistook a gun for a black COVID mask. Mm. There were eight shots fired. We learned we count for ourselves because we didn't get any information from the um, sheriff's department. But going back to where the murder took place was four gunshots were found, bullets were found in the dentist cell and four in Malik. Malik was shot in the lower abdomen. He was shot in his penis. He was shot in his lower back. And he was shot in the back of his head. Hmm. In the back of his head. In the back of his head. We didn't know how he was shot. Until the day of his services. The day of his services, because of COVID, we weren't allowed to see him. We weren't allowed in, weren't allowed in the mortuary. But while at the mortuary, the barber pleaded with the uh, magician to please let him cut his friend's hair for the last time. Mm. And upon cutting Dana's hair, when he lifted him up, that's when he saw the bullet um, holding mm. that head. And he called us and asked us "Did we know that he was shot in the back of the head. And we did not. So when we got there, we cut the services short in order for us to lift him up and take a picture of the back of his head. The mortuary, thought it was gang violence. They did not know that the police had done this or they would have taken pictures had we asked. But we didn't know what we were even looking for. That was not even something we were looking for. Did you know about all the other gunshot wounds, though? No, we just know that the police killed him. And we assume when you say the police killed somebody, you assume that there was some type of gun interaction or whatever. And we didn't know what, you know, we don't know. And that is what we're fighting for now to find out what happened. I mean, not so much their narrative of of what they say happened, but when you don't give people the information that they need and they want, you automatically smell foul play. Anytime somebody is shot in the back of the head and in an alley where they can't go any further, all of these are red flags to me as foul play. Did you say he was shot in the penis too? Yes, sir, I did. And our brother Christopher Bailey, when he was being detained by this same officer, his pants were taken down and he was tased in his genitals. And they have that on record and they have that in their lawsuit with about the same officer. And they have photos.
2: More MIP after this message.
3: So, folks, there's
2: a case of Dana Mitchell Young, also known as Malik, and there's a case of. Christopher Bailey. Both were attacked by this same LA County Sheriff, Kevin Walker. And what Ms. Shabazz is saying to us is that Christopher's pants were taken down, he was tased in his genitals, and her grandson in law, so to speak, Malik, was shot in his genitals. This by the same officer. And if I'm not mistaken, both of these incidents with the same officer occur within five months of each other. Yes,
3: sir. Yes. And Kevin Walker is still on the force. He's still at work every day? As far as we know, he is. As far as we know, he's out there shooting, killing, and maiming as we speak. As mm-hmm. far as we know, in all of this information, we found out I belong to several grassroots organizations, SC Justice Group Dignity and Power, Black Lives Matter L.A., And when this happened, they automatically reached out and rallied around me, and I was grateful. But this also put up a red flag for me as to what about all the other families whom I began to meet that didn't have this type of support and did not know how to receive this type of support. And then one investigation led to another. And Malik is just one of 950 Black men and or or brown that was killed or maimed by the L.A. Sheriff's Department in the last ten years or so, or maybe I don't even know if it's ten years, maybe um, less than that, averaging four deaths or murders a month that go untalked about because there are no cameras. They go untalked about because people are afraid of the sheriff gangs and they go up against the sheriff department, which is a bigger gang than any Crips and Bloods I know about.
2: So you all have, have filed suit, correct? We
3: filed a suit. My granddaughter and her siblings, who are Malik's next of kin, have filed a lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles, the county of Los Angeles, demanding all of the information that we need to move forward to see whether or not we have a lawsuit against the city for a wrongful death. They won't give us the information, and they hold this information. And legally, they're supposed to give it to us for was right and what's legal. You don't always do with the sheriff
2: department. Uh, and obviously there's been no accountability yet for this officer, Kevin Walker, correct?
3: No. No. And that's I feel the need for everyone to know his name. Hopefully we can get his picture up on something so they can see because he is a clear and present danger to our community at large because there is none. No accountability for what he does. So it's always the same time of day. Christopher Bailey was a he was a traffic stop. My son, you were we were pursuing him uh, to arrest him for whatever he allegedly had done, but we don't, we're not even afforded that anymore to the luxury of being arrested. Now, with Christopher Bailey, you're the judge and the jury and the
2: executioner. So your
3: grandson, do you know what they were pursuing him for? They, I'm not sure. I don't want to say, because I don't want to give misinformation, but okay. they were pursuing him um, to, you know, arrest him. There was some type of a police chase and he stopped. He stopped in the alley. We don't know if he was trying to give up or if we don't know what he was trying to do because we can't get all the information that we need, you know, for that. We can't get that information. They won't give it to us. But whatever was going on, you're you're backed up against this alley. You can't go any further. The police cars are facing inside and, you know, they have their headlights on so they can see you clearly and for a trained officer, a trained uh, uh we all know what six feet away is. The whole world knows what six feet away is, and her, their explanation as what happened from six feet away, mistook a black COVID mask. Mm-hmm.
2: Masking while black folks this is what it's called. Masking while black. Tell us about Dana Malik. Tell us about him as a, as a. Again, she said, folks, this was a grandson-in-law
3: that ended up becoming like a son to her. No, no, no. He was uh, my son. He was married to my daughter. I'm sorry. He was my son-in-law. Daughter. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah. he became a son to you. He became a son to me. He became a son to me. They got married really, really young. Dana did spend some time in prison, and he had been home for a couple of years after being home. While incarcerated, I would take his children inside to see him. I became an advocate formerly incarcerated and persons long time ago. With SE Justice Group, it is an advocacy group of women who have suffered trauma from incarceration of either themselves or a loved one. So I've been doing this work for a while. And while Malik Dana was, was incarcerated, I was able to visit with him, with his children. I saw the transformation of his life when he came home from prison. There was not a time that I saw him that he had not Brought me flowers as he uh, promised that he would every day. He was just here at my house. He helped paint my house, he helped um, set up. Uh, my backyard. Uh, he was showing my grandson how to use tools. He had a job. He was working construction through another organization that's run by formerly incarcerated brother that also spoke up for the ultimate things. He had a job. He was due to work the night. He was killed in about three or four hours. He was due to work as foreman on, on the job. End. But he said he, his, his birth mom is deceased. But yeah, we, we my, Malika and my children, my daughter, that he was married to, we all get along. Every holiday, he's here. He was here with his fiance. His fiance calls me mom. You know, mm. that was my son. He was my son.
2: More MIP after this message.
3: How have you been coping? I think it's also important for
2: people to know, as common as this is, lest that happen to others. How have you been coping? And how has Obviously, your your Muslim sister, how have you been coping and how has your faith helped you to cope?
3: My faith and being a mama, it, this happened, it, it has motivated me to do more. It has motivated me to speak up more about what goes on in our own communities, with our with our children, uh, with our young adults. It has motivated me to speak up for my granddaughter. My granddaughter really took this hard. That's why I'm speaking. She cannot speak. She had just suffered a, a, her first birth. My, gro- my great-granddaughter suffered a um, a stroke a day before this happened. And when my do- granddaughter found out this happened about her, her father, she was totally traumatized and shut down and could not speak. And mm. I, I can't sit there and be silent. This is happening to our community. This is bigger than Dana. This is much, much bigger than Dana. When I go to sp- and speak before the Board of Supervisors and shows and people like yourself, and I hear these other stories of these other families who have stories have gone silence out of fear or not knowing what to do. It's 900 more. Like I guess if you don't like the story of Malik, pick that in one of the other 900 and get motivated. We can't keep going like this. We're in a traumatized city. We're in traumatized communities, and we suffer in silence because we don't know how to express ourselves. We don't know what to do. When you have no police protection, and when you have, you, we don't have any. When we call the police, or we have to on each other or for whatever we feel like we need protection from, we always have to pause and see is it worth somebody's life because calling the police can find you dead now, black and yeah. So yeah. it's really traumatic to go through this, but my faith is is strong, is unwavering. I'm not frightened. I'm not going to be frightened um, by Kenneth Walker. Or whoever else uh, gets in the way of justice. And when I say justice, can't find justice for someone who's no longer here. Um, I didn't come to your show or anybody else's um, interview to put my fist up in the air with another Kumbaya song or anything like that. I'm upset. I'm mad and I want us to fight harder. I want us to fight better as to getting justice for ourselves, and our loved ones. I want us to fight better, making our young folk understand about how street life could, could end up. I want us to fight better when it comes to these road cops and what to do and how to handle our business better in the streets. Queen hey, Mother, what would you, people who are
2: listening, want to help? If they want to help, what would you ask them to do in your case, in Dana Mitchell-Young's case?
3: I would want them to talk to their own youth, their own young people in their communities. I want us to regain the self-love that we once had as a community. I want us to regain the sense of family. And I want it to not be a hashtag. I want it to be a reality that we form the bonds that we had at one time. I want us all to get together and form a mighty, fist and tell them, you're not going to keep killing us like that. You're not going to keep dragging us down like that. But better yet, we're not going to keep killing us like that. We're not going to keep dragging us down like that. That is what they could do to help me. When I see a successful black, brown, young individual, it makes my heart sing. It makes my heart say, these leaders, we need more. And we don't need them my age. We need them that age. We need them in the 20s and the 30s. You know, Malcolm and Martin, they weren't my age. They were their age when they stepped out on faith to do what they had to do. You know? can't be scared. That's a it. Yes,
2: ma'am. Yeah, yeah. That's very important, what you're sharing with us. You're right. And they were were younger. Younger than me, Malcolm and Martin were. Uh, Yeah, they were. mm -hmm. Amen, amen. Um, Queen Mother Khadija Shabazz our guest folks it's it's on social media you can also go uh, to org. Queen Mother is a part of that as well Um, but on Twitter you can read about these cases Dana Mitchell Young Jr Christopher Bailey and this no good LA County Sheriff's Department Officer Kevin Walker we got to stay on top of this Hopefully, Queen Mother, this will not be the last time we speak. And we want you to know that this broadcast and this effort is here for you. If you need it to help mobilize get the word out, we are here to be in your service, okay? I appreciate it and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for your strength and your courage. I admire this more than I think I could handle the circumstances. This must be very painful for you and your family and your grandchildren, but we are praying for you and all of you, okay?
3: Thank you so much. Our prayers are welcome, unleashable, we accept it Thank you.
2: Amen. Asalam salam. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.